Oh, great and mighty Ming, ruler of the universe, king of the galaxy, I must warn you to be wary of many things, like adult language. None of this matters to us. But what of the mature situations? That is for our pleasure. And the things like the murderous rulers of the universe. We prefer to be called merciless. <laughs> oh yes, oh great and powerful Ming the Merciless. And of tortured warlike princesses. After a year in Phrygia, she'll be more docile for our pleasure. And of strange unusual clothing. How dare you insult the royal garments! Oh, I'm sorry, my liege. And of insane doctors and music by the rock band Queen. Truly enjoyable for us and for many like us. And of a New York Jet quarterback. Damn that Gordon! And... DIVE! Listener discretion is advised. Seize him! Welcome to another episode of the Sparkin Movie Review. I'm your host, Zan. Welcome, and how you doing? And we have a new guest host today. Our guest host is the one, the only... Zoro. And yes, it's spelled correctly. It's not like the Z-O-R-O from the anime show One Piece. He's actually Zoro. Do you put Z's everywhere? No. No Z's? Not anywhere? 
Okay, so either way, for those of you who don't know, Spyrokin is a site that provides information and reviews about movies. You can check us out at www.spyrokin.com or, if you really want to be interested, spyrokin.podbean.com where you can find out about, of course, the Spyrokin Movie Review and the Spyrokin Manga Review, our parent podcast. It's a pretty cool podcast where we do a lot of stuff. We release this podcast on Saturdays and our manga review is on Wednesday. Either way, you can send me an email at spyrokin.gmail.com. You can email us at zan at spyrokin.com. Or if you really are bored, you can check us out on Twitter under Spyrokin. If you want to leave a voicemail, it's 206-350-8462. That again is 206-350-8462. And I think that's about it. So how are you doing today? I'm gorgeous. Of course you're gorgeous with you and your black mask. Yes. The Zorro is always in a good mood, especially when it comes to reviewing a great movie like Flash! Oh. Yes, yes, and since there is no news today, there's never any fucking news, because we record this so in the past that when we release this, everything we say is irrelevant. It could be like, we're talking about this today! He died, like, a year ago. Fuck! Yes, it's awesome when you're doing an 80s movie in 2010, yes. Yes, we're recording, <laughs> as you can guess if you remember from the last episode of the Sparkin Movie Review, we rolled the almighty and powerful dodecahedron of films, and it dictated that we'd be reviewing an interesting movie, a very weird movie, a movie that was directed by Mike Hodges, and for those who don't know, he originally did the original Get Carter, he did a movie called Coupier, and we'll get sleep when I'm dead. And it was... Produced by Dino Lantarius. He did a couple films you may have heard of. Barbarella, Halloween 2, Conan the Barbarian, one of my personal favorites. Dune, Conan the Destroyer, one of my second personal favorites. Cat's Eye, Red Sonja, my third personal favorite. Evil Dead 2, Cuffs, and Hannibal. Wait, he did Cuffs, the movie with Christian Slater? Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. That's... Oh, God, <laughs> Dino Di Laurento. You are a sick motherfucker. And either way, this movie is starring Sam J. Jones, who did nothing. Melanie Anderson, who did, um, uh, nothing. Then you had the guy who, I think he thinks he's Sting. His name is Topple. And the only film he did was Fiddler on the Roof. If he was a rich man. Oh, well, well, he's a freaking douche anyway, but he didn't do anything else. And then we have the one, the only, Max von Sydow. The Exorcist. Voyage of the Damned, Conan the Barbarian, which actually he looks the same exact way as he does in this movie, but, you know. He looks exactly <laughs> the same in every movie he's in, from Exorcist to Ghostbusters 2 when he was Vigo. Yeah, but the thing about Conan and about Flash Gordon is he has the same exact plastic helmet in both movies, which is pretty cool. No, if okay. you, in Robin Hood, which my friend saw, he said that he looks exactly the same, except now he's like, <laughs> you don't understand what the fuck he's saying. And then he said Robin Hood sucked. I heard that movie was atrocious. But yeah, he was also talk in... Talk about a guy who gets typecast into one role. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> he was also in Minority Report. He always plays the wizened old guy, except in this movie, which he is awesome. Well, also, another character is someone who's known as Timothy Dalton. He, he did some little film series that we've never heard of. Yeah, with... I think it was called uh, James Bond. Oh, yeah, uh, we've, yeah. we've never heard of that. He was also in some movie about a guy with a freaking rocket pack on his ass, the Rocketeer or something. And he was also in Hot Fuzz in some movie called The Tourist. Yeah, you and, notice how his career kind of landscaped down, landslided down. That was pretty interesting. Yeah. Yep, and then after that you have some guy named Brian Blist, who he does a lot of voice acting work, but besides this movie, no one knows who the hell he is. But he's very recognizable, and he's been typecast because of one line he said in this movie. For the entire, well, we'll get into that in a bit. And then finally, Ornella Muti. 
who has been in no other English spoken film in the <laughs> entire world. He, she has like 70 film credits. All of them are in Italian. Except this. And you could tell because she sounds really bad in this movie. Yeah. Her English spray. And the movie is. Flash Gordon! Yes, Flash Gordon. Which is an awesome movie, which came out in 1980. And, well, we've already sped all the spiel about it. And, it, well, it was made for about $35 million and only brought back $27 million. So it was a, pretty much a failure, but it has cult status for what the fuck it was. And it was, well, originally based on this, what would you call it? Funnies? Um, I guess so. It was based on, like, a, a cartoon series. And in the very beginning, you'll see little clips and little segments of the cartoon and stuff. So that's pretty cool. But, I mean... I, as far as like an adaptation from a comic strip movie to an actual film, there were like some really cool things about it, and then there were some things that you're just like, oh my god, I can't believe they did this. Yeah, and this <laughs> has been, they tried to make this again to a new series in 2007, which it got cancelled after one season. Yeah. It sucked really bad, and I believe it was six episodes, so yeah. something like that. And the original premise of Flash Gordon, the whole thing is that it's about Flash Gordon, a handsome polo player and Yale graduate. And yes, we are cribbing off of Wikipedia. And his <laughs> companions, Dale Arden and Dr. Hans Zarkov. Well, well to, 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 to input something, Dr. Hans Zarkov becomes his companion after, you know, kidnapping well, him well, by well, gunpoint. Well, well, we're getting to that in a little bit. Because originally he didn't. So, he just... Yeah. They just went on the ship for no fucking reason and then the story begins with earth bombarded by fierce meteorites yeah. and dr zarkov believes the meteorites are from outer space and invents a rocket ship to locate their place of origin half mad he kidnaps flash and dale whose plane crashed in the area and the three travel to the planet mongo where they discover that the meteors are weapons devised by ming the merciless ming the merciless evil ruler of mongo mongo you could tell who ming the merciless is if you ever see a bald guy with that Fu Manchu mustache and the goatee. <laughs> that is Ming the Merciless. He's been depicted throughout time and space. It, only the new, the 2007 series, they changed and they said, okay, he's known so modestly. You think Ming the Merciless, you think guy with Fu Manchu mustache. <laughs> so let's shave off the Fu Manchu mustache and make him a pretty boy. I was going to say, if I had never seen this movie and just saw a picture of that guy, I would think in my head, Ming the Merciless. That's got to be his name, yes. And the Fu Manchu... That does everything. That's it. Exactly. You figured out that's who he is because he's just what the fuck. And it's a weird fucking movie. And it's, it's they take the basic concept and they kind of make it more interesting. Now, the first thing they do is it opens up with Ming, the Merciless's assistant, just his voiceover talking about how Ming is bored and they found this planet in the SK system. Yeah. All I have to say is this. The name of the planet is Mongo. When I think of Mongo, though, I think of some giant gorilla ape running around in the forest somewhere. Not the name of a planet with, like, you know, ten different moons and stuff like that. So, whoever thought of Mongo, like... Well, it was 1930 when it came out, so, you know, they weren't thinking straight back then, but who fucking knows. Either yeah. way, so what happens is that Ming is bored and he decides to bombard the planet with a very groovy and cool control panel, which has things like tornado, earthquake, hot hail... And yeah, I'm pretty sure back in the 80s it looked really official and cool, but now it just looked like something on a dishwasher that just said different buttons, and one was like, hot hail. I'm like, what the fuck is hot went, hail? Bing. <laughs> oh, my laundry isn't done yet. I have to put on the hot hail setting. <laughs> and then this hot hail. Let me let me just get into this one second, Zan. I, I, have to, I have to go over this. I haven't seen this movie in a while, and watching the movie... 
a piece of like lava rock falls through this guy's roof and starts his bed on fire <laughs> while he's sleeping. And then he's just like, oh wow, look, my bed's on fire. Oh my god. Oh. Yeah, it took him like 36, like, oh, what's going on? Oh, oh shit. And then, and then the guy's sleeping in a white scientist coat. Like, how much foreshadowing do you need? And they put on these big geeky glasses. Like, okay, I guess they walked into a scientist's lair. Wow! And then later on, you see them, they just poke it with a pen like, This is Meteor Rock. Yes, flaming Meteor Rock. No sh- hot hail! Not, no shit. If it falls from the sky and it's a big fucking rock that's on fire, it's a meteorite. Well, so either way... They as- say it's a falling piece of the moon, but I... Fuck that, it's a meteorite. <laughs> it's a fucking meteorite. I'm surprised it's not kryptonite, it's not green and glowing. Exactly. Superman shows up, oh no, must losing power, must kick away. Now, one of the few things that I do remember about this movie, before I watch it again, was that Flash Gordon was a quarterback for the New York Jets, okay? So he's on vacation, and this private jet pulls up, which is cool, shows that he's got a little bit of money in class, but the car that he pulled up in was a station wagon with wood paneling. Yes. Like, don't you think a New York Jets quarterback could afford a car of a little bit better than even a rental car? But he did have the power windows. He did have power windows in the 80s, yes, yes. Which was probably a pretty expensive accessory to the car, yes. Yes, but still, you have a point. The wood paneling kind of made it green. And also that molester van that Dale shows up in. You see a molester van pull up and she comes out and I'm wondering, I wonder if she got the train done on her. Yeah, now the other thing is, is yeah, it looks like she came out the bang bus. <laughs> but anyway, like, this chick is named Dale, which makes me think of Alvin and the Chipmunks, but she's fucking hot. Like, she's got, like, this low-cut shirt, she's got, like, the porno star hair, and I'm like, oh, this is getting pretty interesting. Yeah, take her into private jet. Yeah, let's see what's going on here. All right. <laughs> then he's, he gets on the plane, they go up in the plane, and as they're piloting, the two pilots are bantering back and forth going, yeah, 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 you think he's going to sign my, my magazine for my son named Buzz? <laughs> Buzz. Yeah, I was going to get into this also. The kid's name is Buzz. Like, I think after the 90s, it was illegal to name your child Buzz. Like, who would name their kid Buzz? Think about, like, now, growing up and having to, like, go to a job interview. What's your name? My name's Buzz. Like, A, they would think you're, like, a retard from the 60s. Or, named after a cartoon character that Tom Hanks made famous. So, I'm not sure. But anyway. All right. Either way. Let's go back, Either way. To, let's go back to our, our, our So, as they go in there, Dale is all, like, I don't like flying. Talk to me. And it's, it's immediately, and he's like, I was kind of nervous to talk to you. This is supposed to be a fucking quarterback? Quarterbacks are known for banging lots of women. Shouldn't you be like, hey, baby, want to go in the bathroom and go in the Mile High Club? Yeah, instead you thought he was going to be like, uh, do you like to read or some like gay shit like that? Then, I, I have to interrupt you here, Sam. Then you hear the sound. You hear the sound throughout the whole movie. It goes, and that's supposed to be like the ominous, ooh, some crazy shit's about to happen. Mm-hmm. And like you see, like everything turns red. Red smoke, red sky, red this, red that. You're like, oh. Then you see some creepy effects where Ming the Merciless suddenly appears, and then the pilots disappear. And then they proceed to crash a plane, which conveniently, Flash is able to pilot, but he can't land. Yeah, he's able to pilot a plane going probably 300 miles an hour with no glass, no anything. The wind just going right in his face, and he's like, no, I am Flash Gordon, watch this bitch. <laughs> which I have to say is, 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 is pretty funny stuff. It's pretty funny. And also, before I forget, the one thing that 
we know his name is Flash because in big letters on his shirt it on says shirt, yeah. Flash. Yeah, yeah. It's not like he's trying to like you know skip any endorsements there. You might as well have it tattooed on your ass or something. All right. <laughs> he should because <laughs> every shirt he has has a lightning bolt or it says it's Flash a, yeah, on it. Ex- exactly. You're like okay, yeah. You, we know who you are, buddy. All right. So either way, <laughs> they crash, and as they crash, meanwhile in the Doctor's lair, Doctor Zarkov reveals he knows where all the hot hail and stuff's coming from. A planet. So this rocket that he's been building without his freaking assistant named Munson's knowledge. He's just like, Munson, we'll go save the world. And Munson's like, fuck you. Munson's I'm like going a, away. He's like a Dom DeLuise knockoff. Which is pretty funny. He's like, yeah, okay, crazy ass. I'm going to be out. Now, conveniently, this plane crashes into this doctor's, like, you know, secret lair. That's what it looks like. And Flash and this girl get out. They're all fine. They didn't have a seatbelt on or nothing. But anyway, whatever. And they get out, and he just puts a gun and, like, a handcuff by his bed goes, Hello, would you like to use my phone? And they don't <laughs> like, notice. And, and, yeah, and, and, and he's like, Don't worry about you crashing into my house. It's fine. I think if someone, if a plane crashed into my fucking house, I'm like, What the fuck, man? What did you just do, dude? But, no, he's like, Oh, would you like to use my phone? But at least Flash... Yeah, like, oh, okay, let's do it. And, then, oh. and then they realize they walk in, they see it's face like, oh, I think he's a crazy person. And like, not saying, where's the phone? It's like, they're like, uh, where's the phone? He goes, uh, we're going to save the whole world, and you're going to help me. And he like, he pulls a gun out in one of the stupidest fights ever, which looked really bad. They end up setting the rocket off, flying into space. Yeah, because he, Flash Gordon decides to take his face and just mush it into the wall. And then they just go on their trip in a big, huge, flying penis. That's what it looks like. Yeah, it's not but, even yeah. like old school, like, rocket ship. Like, this looks like something that just, like you said, it's a phallic-shaped, really penis. And this is the first setting that you see that is like, okay, something weird's going on. Because when this movie starts, nothing's really trippy and strange. I mean, yes, you have the dishwasher controls, but the rest is, it's kind of cool, kind of normal. Yeah, it's, normal. It's, it's pretty passable. At first, it kind of looks like a movie. And you, and you actually have respect for the way that the plot's going on. And then they fly in the air into space, and then you see, like, it looks like someone took a bucket of paint, threw it on the ground, just started swirling it around. And it's supposed to be, like, a black hole, but it's in rainbow. So I called it, like, a rainbow hole, I guess. But, yeah, so they fly into this big rainbow hole, and then... It's all trippy and strange, and if you're on acid or weed, it's gonna be like, yeah, man, it's beautiful, man. Yeah, I think that in the 80s they had, like, a thing where, like, okay... We have to make this part cool for the hippies. <laughs> or something. Because they have this part that's like... I guess at the time that was special effects. But, alright. Yeah, whatever. and the thing is we know that they have 11 days before the moon crashes into the Earth. And as they're flying, you hear in the background Ming and uh, his subordinate Clytus are talking. And they're taking the ship and they're going to land it. And yeah, then controlling it to get it uh, in like a track. And meanwhile, thing. everyone, you know, Flash and Dale and Dr. Zarkov are all sleeping. Suddenly they gently land somewhere by this big city, which is red and shiny and kind of cool looking. Immediately, the first thing I see is like, he's like, hey, we're here. No. What the fuck? How the fuck did we get here, you mother? You've kidnapped us. No, nothing like that. Just like, we're fine. We're going to go outside now. And then it starts getting into like the real bad like horrible outfits that they have there like I know Ming's gonna come around here and kick my ass probably but like the garb that they had then it was crazy so these guys were in like this gold and red suits and you will see red throughout the whole entire movie but gold and red suits come and they look like what did you call them skull monkeys yep. is that what you call skull, them skull monkeys because they had the red hoods with the gold masks that were like half skulls Yeah. and they have guns and then <laughs> so then you go into you go into this great hall 
And they're like, they're, they're brought in front of Ming the Merciless, and they're in this great hall, and they have all these different kind of people from the planet Mongo. They have Hawkmen, they have people from Adentia, which is pretty much like a whole bunch of black people wearing like gold stuff, so <laughs> whatever. Yeah, and you have um, the, the, the you have tree the, people. You who... have the tree people there, and then you got, um, uh, which is like a whole bunch of white people wearing green stuff. And then you have, um, uh, these other races, which they don't really explain. This race of midgets. Which is multi-colored people, so I don't know. But they have cool swords. They have cool swords, but they're all like so. There's midgets. There's tall hawk people. White people wearing green stuff, and then black people wearing gold stuff. So I mean, I guess they like you know tried to make it seem multi-ethnic. And all the women are very scantily clad. Yeah, I have to say there there are some like I said before, pretty hot chicks. So yes, and as they're brought before Ming. One of the guys goes up and they're giving tributes to Ming and two of the people, the hawk people and the tree people are fighting saying, You stole our tribute from us! No, we didn't! And they're gonna fight each other and they say, No fighting in front of Ming unless he commands it. And then the black guy shows up and he's like, Oh, we have no fortune, but I can just give you my loyalty. And Ming, being the cool guy that he is when you first meet him, yeah, he tells him to fall on his sword. And you're like, wow, there's gonna be like a ritual suicide right in front of us right now. And then like... And like this flash, oh, you think of like this, you know, nice, sweet movie, and the guy tells him to kill himself. So you're like, okay. So then the guy like gets frozen by this little floating head. We forgot about the floating head, didn't we? Yeah, the flo- the floating head, which is like <laughs> who when Dale and Flash and Zarkov are brought in, the floating head says, "You will follow me to see Ming." Like you know, like the Wizard of Oz, like you will follow this to see the Wizard we'll of Oz. The Wizard, the one everyone survives. <laughs> So anyway, so they go in there, and the floating head guy like freezes the guy when he tries to kill Ming. Because he then, pulls out his sword and says, "You know what? Death to Ming!" And then yeah, so he was real loyal. But anyway, so and then like you see him moving. Yeah, you see him moving, and Ming kills the guy. And then when he takes his sword out, the guy's got blue blood. So yeah, it's pretty. That's kind of cool. You have to admit that you would expected red blood or no blood. And you see, he's got blue blood. That was kind of cool showing their aliens. I weird. guess that shows that Ming really is merciless and he doesn't play around. So anyway, he doesn't play. So then he see, hears because Flash, being the intelligent and wonderful actor he was, no seriously, Sam J. Jones sucked in this movie as an actor. A piece of wood is better than him. But he was like, Ming is a psycho. And then the fall, flying head says, Ming is a psycho. And Ming's like, Who dares to speak, speak of our presence? Yeah, that was crazy. So then, like. The other guards, who are dressed up like football players, and it's pretty funny because Flash is supposed to be a football player, come out to like kick Flash's ass. And what happens? Like, they end up playing like a tackle football game with Flash instead of like there's nine of them, they could have just beat the shit out of him and just held him down. But no, they like play football with him. Now, it's kind of like funnier because like when they're fighting, like the other people, they're Ming's like people, but they don't really like. So they start beating up the guards, like the little midget guys with the sword. One of them pokes one of the one of the football player guys in the ass, and you're like, "What is this movie about?" And then like the other guy, the Birdman, was like knocking them in the head and stuff. Yeah, but they do so, it nonchalantly because they know Ming is gonna flip out at them, and it's yeah, kind of so like, they, like really try and mess up the guys. They know they're gonna get in trouble, but like it's like, "Oh, you just fell on my sword. Oh, I just punched it in the face. Oh, I just..." And like, yeah, and it's it's know. in the in the music that the Queen does in this scene, the football fight sequence is awesome. I have to say, like, the the actual soundtrack, I wouldn't buy it, <laughs> but in the same sense it wasn't the worst thing I ever There heard. are some good tracks in this, like, I think this was one of the better songs. The, the opening track and this track I think was one of the best ones. And then, of course, Dale doing the, go Flash, go! Go Flash, go! Being the cheerleader and then Zarkov throwing him those egg things to knock out the guards and he gets one, two, Three, then Zarkov yeah. fucks up and hits him in the head. Yeah, the Zarkov guy is pretty, pretty. 
And then what happens is that they capture him, and you meet the Princess Aura. Yeah, one thing about this princess, like, from the first second you see her, you think, oh, this is a big slut. <laughs> All you think is, like, oh, this girl puts out with everybody. And you, know? you wonder if her father's dipping in the pot, too. Yeah, you kind of wonder if her father hit it, but you're not really sure. But it's funny because before this, everything is, like, nice. Like, oh, I kind of like you, Flash. Oh, if it was another time, I'd meet you. And, like, everyone's polite and stuff. And then Timothy Dalton goes up to her and goes, you lying bitch, to <laughs> like the dirty slut-looking girl. And you're like, whoa, this just got spicy. Let's find out what's going to happen here. Yeah. So we find out that Flash is going to be executed because yeah. he pissed off Ming. And Ming is going to take Dale for his own concubine and Zarkov because of how smart he was. Now, the thing is, though, before all this happens, like, like Flash is supposed to get killed, the little slut... She wants to bang Flash Gordon because she's like, hey, you know, the, the alpha male. Let's see what's going on. And uh, she she begs her dad to, like, hit it. So I don't know what to say about that. And man. her dad's like, no, you're supposed to be with Prince Baron, even though you're not supposed to, so I'm going to kill him anyway and take Zarkov and make him one of my minions because he's smart. Yeah. And so they take him to be executed in a really, really creepy scene where you see he's in the jail. Yeah, he's in the jail. There's these weird lizard people, too, which we haven't mentioned yet. They're, they're, they're one-note things. They're in there for, like, two scenes. At first, he's like, Lizard man, don't move! And the guy's dead, yeah. And then they're in the jail, too. But so, like, okay, so Flash is now, like, you know, shirtless, and he's up in freaking, like, this, like, like uh, shackles and stuff. And he's got a helmet on, the guy takes his helmet off, and then, like, another cool line in the movie, the girl's, like, or the the crazy dude with the gold mask, he looks like Clytus. a Skeletor. Yeah. Yeah. He says, uh, you have until the sands run up. And he takes a, like, uh... Hourglass. An hourglass. And he flips it upside down. The sands are going up. And you're like, oh, that's kind of... It's pretty cool. Yeah, so it's just you hear more of Dale and Flash flirting and be like, oh, I love you. This is just a dream. Yes. Yes, Dale. This is just a dream. We will wake up soon. Yes. Yeah, except you're about to get killed in a cash chamber. <laughs> And it's just kind of like, you're like, this guy isn't... Well, and this is supposed to believe that they're hooking up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're supposed to be, like, in love after meeting each other for, like, two hours. Like, okay. Well, uh, yeah, it's, but it's... then again, back in the 80s, I guess that happened. So, so anyway, he's uh, led to his death in leather pants. Or leather... No, no, not leather pants. He was in, like, leather boy shorts. Which is ridiculous. I don't know, like, it was funny because you were watching this with some family members. And, like, I think Flash is gay. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, seriously, like, he's he's in shackles, all right? And I could understand, like, okay, you're going to march to your death having, like, a, some sort of, you know, fatigue or, like, like outfit to get brought to your death in. But no, he's in leather, brown, boy shorts. And you're like, all right, this is getting a little homo now. Like, what, what's this about? <laughs> yeah, and you see, just really feel uncomfortable watching this yeah you're just it, it, it's like okay can we get to the next part but anyway so he goes in the gas chamber before he goes in the girl like you know the slut who wants to bang him she has a doctor give him a shot so that way he looks like he's dead when he's in the gas chamber but if you give him another shot it like revives him afterward and like no one really sees him give him the shot because the doctor's there for I don't know, to give him a shot. <laughs> we don't know. Maybe he's there to do something. We don't know why yeah, the doctor. Yeah, sure he's really dead. <laughs> we don't know. And Ming doesn't notice this because Ming's just kind of like, whatever. You it's will... time for you to be executed. Go and die. So 
asshole. Yeah, and Ming is very just, he doesn't play around. It's like, if you piss him off, he doesn't care if you're family, if you're friends, if you're his child, he'll kill you anyway. Yeah, later in the movie, he actually has his daughter get tortured, and he's like, you deserve it, you little slut. It's pretty, yep. pretty bad. What happens is that Ming has kind of won, he's gonna have sex with Dale in a little bit. Oh yeah, he's like, he's, he thinks he's like, he's gonna be the pimp daddy and like, smack that ass. It's pretty funny. But as Flash is dying, I have to say this too, I think. It was pretty cool. They um, uh, the girl, the slut, is like, "Oh look, water is leaking from her eyes. Is what is that called?" And the guy's like, "That's their weakness." Stop being the merciless to it all. Yeah, that's just kind of like later on. She's crying like, "Do do you see? I have water coming from my eyes. I have water coming from my eyes. Also, I didn't get to bang Flash Gordon." <laughs> no, she did not. And by the way, like when I say like, okay, there's girls who look like sluts. She tries to bang like five different guys. In this so like, and we can assume just, that she has like, most of. Thinking like in this planet Mongo, she's got around a little bit. <laughs> yeah, she's the village bike most likely. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, sorry, yeah. the Citadel yeah. bike. Exactly, everyone's got on. Uh, so she and wakes him up with a kiss and goes, Mwah. and he's like, and they're, yeah, they're off to some weird planet. Yeah, so just escape randomly, and then meanwhile Dale is they're giving her drinks to kind of loosen her up. And she gets smart and switches herself with this other concubine who shows up and says, Hey, you want some of this drink? Would you help it be easier? She's like, I shouldn't. It's like, well, we're just girls here. It'll be fine. Gets the girl drunk, switches clothes, and she escapes. And meets up with Zarkov, and they escape. So both people have escaped. Now, now the thing is this. when she Before she meets up with Zarkov, and this is, this is pretty one of, those, one of those 80s trippy parts, too. The guy Zarkov, they they want to keep the girl, the girl Dale, because Dale's going to be like the... The Emperor's concubine, that's what they call her. He's really just trying to get some. But anyway, so he's going to be the Emperor's concubine, Dale. And then Zarkov, they want to make him like a master exterminator, executor, or something like that. So, but before they do that, they have to like erase his mind. So they have this gigantic looking cannon gun thing that he's got like, he's got like. What was that guy in Star Trek, Gordy? With oh, Gordy with, with, the with, with the visor. It looks like they have Gordy's visor on his head. <laughs> so they put that on his head, and they aim this laser thing at his face. And you see in the background, like, it's his skewed version of history, of his life, going backwards. Now, if you've ever seen, like, Willy Wonka in the, in the Chocolate Factory, it looks like the same exact thing when they're in the tunnel going crazy as this scene does. Yes, but so, the, the thing which I thought was funny in this, is weird, is that as they're going backwards, the first part of his memories are in third person. Yeah, you actually, he sees himself. I don't have any memories whole <laughs> life where I see myself doing anything. But this guy constantly sees himself, so I don't know if he was watching a movie of himself or what, but yeah, he just sees memories. But you see like some pretty, I'd say fucked up shit. Like, I guess like it looks like a girl that he married is like floating face down the water, and like there's. And you this... see, he was around during World War Two, and all this other stuff. I mean, you do see happy stuff too. Like you see him, like I guess get married, and like I guess have a baby. But it goes all the way back to like the point where he's like conceived. Conceived. Yeah, you see him like like as a fetus, as, as a fetus in, inside somebody. I'm like, how the hell can you remember that shit? I don't know. It was just it was kind of cool and trippy, but weird at the same time. Yeah, it was again. Their poor attempt at special effects. And one thing I did like, though, was before that Ming wiped his memory, he said straight up, every so often I test a planet, and if they don't figure out that I'm involved, I leave them alone. Yeah. Because of you, I'm going to destroy the Earth. Yeah, so he pretty much told Dr. Zarkov he's going to destroy all of, like, the world because of him. And, like, why can't you just kill that guy? 
<laughs> like, I mean, I know he's trying to help everyone out and save the world, but it's like, just just shoot him. That's it. And everything will be fine. But yeah, it's like, you don't remember, but no, Ming doesn't care. He's just indiscriminate. Like, no, I am Ming the Merciless. And then Zarkov is supposedly brainwashed, but not really, because... And yeah. how did they not notice? Because if Ming's like, he's like, who are you? Han Zarkov. Or, uh, I mean, Agent Zarkov. And it's pretty funny, because, like, Alright, there's a whole bunch of, like, bad guys. There's, like, levels of bad guys. There's Ming the Merciless. He's, like, the top bad guy. Then there's, like, the gold face guy. Clytus. Like, Clytus, that's his name. He's, like, he's got a gold skull. He looks like, like I said, Skeletor, kind of. Or, like, um, uh... Mm -hmm. Dar if Darth Vader met Skeletor and had a gold face, that would be Clytus, yeah. <laughs> and then, like, Clytus has, like, this hench bitch. Yeah, K Kayla. Kayla, that's her name. So, anyway, so, Clytus tells Kayla, okay, you gotta put, like memory back into Zarkov and like he says don't go past level 3 because you know you might kill him he's an earthling and his brain's not that smart Caleb says after Zar after Clytus leaves put him to level 6 and we're like what? <laughs> so I don't know if she wanted to kill Zarkov had something against him but yeah it's well, the, the plot thickens well according to the original thing on Imdaba it says that originally they're going to have this whole subplot where they're fighting for Ming's attention, Kayla and Clytus, because they're the same rank. Mm. I gotcha. So maybe they, she's trying to, like, you know, you one up them or something like well, that. Well, we don't know, but anyways, do they escape? Oh, and you find out that Clytus wants to bang the slut, too. Who doesn't want to bang? I'm surprised I that mean, one of those masked guys didn't want to. She's pretty hot. I mean, like, if you were to describe her, if you haven't seen this movie, describe her as, like, a Brazilian skinny, like, Victoria's Secret models. I'd say Cardassian. No, Cardassian's ass is way too... No, 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 the younger skinny. one, younger one. Maybe, maybe, maybe. But, like, and it's funny because she doesn't speak English either, that's why I say Brazilian, because she's like, oh, don't do this to me! Like, very, very bad English, but anyway. Yeah, very bad English. So she takes him to this planet... Uh, it's... Oh yeah, we gotta go back to the movie. <laughs> yeah, we should. We should get back to. So anyway, so they get back to Ardonia, and Ardonia is the the tree people's planet. It's like a half moon. It's filled with trees and whatnot. And so she says, "Well, we'll take him to my boyfriend, Baron. Baron will watch over you while I wait to get things." So it's like, "Okay, boyfriend, I want you to take care of this guy. I'm gonna fuck later, <laughs> and it'll be all right." And it is a pretty funny scene because you're like, how is she going to explain this to this guy? Like, the guy who calls her a lion bitch already and, like, is already wondering that she's cheating on him. She's like, uh, can you watch my sex toy for a little while while I go home and I can come back and bang him? And he's like, what? <laughs> so, and so he goes to kill him and they get into this kind of cool fight scene. And yeah, like, the way stuff. that, like, so in this in this planet that this guy rules, the, the Timothy Dalton character, I don't know his name. Uh, Baron. The, Baron, yeah, Baron. That's the tree name. people. Baron, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so Baron, he's got a, this big fucking stump with no trees in it. It's all howled out. But inside of it is this animal. It's like this green scorpion the size of, like, a freaking spider monkey <laughs> that, like, if you put your hand on it, that's it. You're dead. You're gonna, you're gonna die. So, and, like, to, it shows, like, a rite of passage for one of the tree people and you gotta put your hand in one of these holes. There's probably like 20 holes. And you stick your hand in there. And if the thing bites you, you're dead. <laughs> and if it doesn't bite you, you live. That's kind of a fucked up initiation, I think. You know, No, I, I agree. It's, yeah. it's, it's kind of like, hey, we only have like 70 people, so let's take this kid who might be yeah, able to help us and well, kill we've him. we've been raising for the last 18 years and be like, yeah, stick your hand in this fucking thing. <laughs> After they piss it off, let's stick some sticks in there. Well, and that's that's the thing. 
blind old guy who takes a freaking big ass, big ass like staff and he starts banging the shit out of the stump and sticking his like, like staff in there. And you're like, what if this thing was just running around in there looking for something to kill? Which it, which it pretty much is. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's not sleeping. It's ready to, ready to sting somebody. But yeah, so the kid, he dies. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, he yeah. does. He, he sticks his head in one of the stumps and he gets killed. So then, like, they take Flash Gordon. And they're not sure what to do with him because, like, the slut says, don't kill him. So he's like, I want to kill him, but I want to get some pussy later, too. So, so he's trying to figure out what to do. So Richard O'Brien, in a cameo, for those who don't know, Richard O'Brien did the Rocky Horror Picture Show. In a cameo, he says, I got an idea so we can kind of take care of him. So they pretend to throw Richard O'Brien in the cell, which I think that was a kind of cool cell. Just take the cell, dump it in water. If you drown, you're fucked. <laughs> yeah, you're it's, it's, like, it's like a pre-death. Like, they're going to kill you anyway, but just in case, like, we'll see if you could swim for, you know... Three days, and then, and then if you make that, then we're going to kill you anyway. Yeah, so they escape, and he takes them to the hollowed-out tree area, and he's like, no tree man can appear here, so we're going to have you stick your hand in the stump. Yeah, now what's messed up is this, is that Flash puts his hand in, and he lives. So then Baron puts his hand in, and he lives. So Flash puts his hand in again, and he lives. And now you're like, ooh, the plot thickens in this game of Russian roulette. Who's going to lose? And then Baron says some fucked up shit. Yeah, he says pretty much, okay, I all right, you went... You go again. He's like, wait, you you go. He's like, no, 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 no. Rules have changed. So then... Because Baron doesn't want to die. <laughs> so, Bar- so Flash, in a quick thinking and really smart move, puts his hand in. He goes, ah, I've been bit. And then Baron goes to kill him and, well, Flash... Well, the reason why Baron goes to kill him is this. Is that the kid before, they say that if you don't kill yourself, you're going to go through even a worse, agonizing, crazy death. So Baron pulls out his sword and Flash... Jumps on him and like that's it. He so pretty much beats the shit out of him, takes the sword and runs away. And then, as opposed to the other guys who could have just shot him, yeah. Baron says, "Stop! He's mine to hunt." And then, after a really kind of stupid chase sequence, yeah, like it's weird. So out of nowhere, there's like twenty of these guys, and Flash just jumps off the tree and like no one goes after him, which is pretty dumb. But Flash almost gets eaten alive by this weird ass like bubble thing. I don't even know what the hell it is. It's in a swamp, and it's like this big bubble thing. It kind of reminds me of something I've seen in, like, Star Wars. Yeah. But, yeah. It was weird, but meanwhile, with Dale and Zarkop, they get kidnapped by the Hawk people, and the Hawk oh, people... Oh, yeah, because yeah, they went go looking for Flash, because we said that already. Yeah, that. and they don't know that... No one knows Flash is alive except Baron, Aura... The slut. <laughs> yeah, the slut, and then Dale and uh, Zarkop, and they go to the Hawk people, and they say, look... You guys should fight now. You guys hate Ming. Why don't you guys fight? And he's like, well, we don't want to do it because we'll wait a year. And he's like, but Flash alive. Gordon's alive? Gordon is alive? That guy's, like, he makes the movie. Oh, I yeah. have to say, the Vulcan Vol- guy. Voltan, yeah. Yeah, that's good because I remember his name. Everyone else is, like, slut and retarded idiot. But Vulcan, he's a cool dude. I like that Yeah, guy. he's king of the... Of the Hawkman! <laughs> yes, and he just is like, we will do whatever we say. So they have to go find... Flash and who telepathically told Dale that he's going to Ardonia with the tree people and as Baron is going to kill oh yeah yeah he's got this really cool thing like so he's in this he's in he's one of the spaceships finally Flash after he gets out or is it before he gets out no it's before when he first escapes with with the slut she yeah. takes him on a ship and as she's straddling him she explains in a very sexual way when he's just kind of like not doing anything which makes you wonder if he is gay yeah, so pretty much he's like, she's teaching him how to fly this ship. But as she's teaching him how to fly his ship, she's looking to, like, 
get her in the Mile High Club, if you know what I'm saying. Or, or pretty much she's like she's like straddling him and like rubbing on him and stuff. I'm like, hey, you know, I like to get in Roadhead too, but still, it's like so they're doing what they're doing and stuff. And like she makes a phone call, but instead of making a phone call with a cell or something like that, which it's, again it shows something that they, she puts this thing on her head and she can make a telepathic phone call. So Flash makes a telepathic phone call to Dale. And when she's making this phone call, right, this girl's, like, on him, like, grinding on him, rubbing on him and stuff, right? And he's, like, trying to be serious. And then out of nowhere, he just totally is like, oh, my God, this girl's turning me on. But he says it telepathically to the other girl she's trying to get with. And she's like, um... Excuse me, what did you say? He's like, oh, oh, no, nothing, no, nothing. Well, you, you're getting bad reception. I, I gotta go. <laughs> I've never heard of getting bad telepathic reception, but again, I've never used a telepathic phone. But it was one of the one of the better seasons in the, in the show. No, it was it was pretty funny. So then from there, the Hawk people get an attack and take Baron and Flash that they kidnap back to the Hawk City, which was pretty cool. It was a floating city with fire underneath it, and yeah. as they go there. Everyone meets, they get back together, and then Voltan says, Okay, I don't like you, Baron. I hate you, <laughs> but I like Flash, because he's cool. So, I'm going to kill you now. And Well, he's going to kill both of them, because the thing is this, is that, like, if you hide a prisoner of Ming, Ming is going to kill you, because he's Ming the Merciless. Ming the Merciless! So anyway, Baron, like, Vulcan, who's a cool dude, is like, Alright, i got to kill you guys. I don't really like you anyway, so you're going to die. And then Baron says, No, I am a prince of another country, so I have the right to fight someone. So Vulcan says, Okay, we're the Hawk people, we're gonna kill you anyway. Who do you want to fight? So he's like, Uh, I'll fight Flash Gordon! <laughs> Which yeah. is a smart move on his part, because he was gonna get his ass whooped. But anyway, so and Timothy Dalton and Flash Gordon fight on this really. This is like one of the best scenes in the whole movie, I have to say. He fights on this big pendulum thing where it's like it looks like it's a smooth silver surface and they throw two whips at him. So I guess they're supposed to like just whip the shit out of each other, which is a sadistic S and M type scene, but it's not that bad. Anyway. So yeah, so they're they're on this thing and then to make it interesting, Vulcan takes out the control and goes, Give me the remote <laughs> And he has this big huge giant like I guess it would be Commodore sixty four remote control. Yeah. But it makes the whole pendulum that they're on pivot up and down and underneath them there's no floor if they fall it's it's like as if you're flying in the air so you're just gonna fall 50,000 feet down till you're dead so yeah so they're in the air on this pendulum thing that moves and then to make it even more interesting you have on the control panel you see all these little dots in a circular panel you're like what the fuck is that he touches it spikes pop out of the ground yeah so not only are you getting whipped by a guy who's trying to kill you on this big floating fucking silver thing that moving up and down then there's spikes that come up from the ground on top of it. Which you're like, either going to step on or get impaled from, and it's just kind of... Yeah, and sometimes these guys are, like, falling, and, like, the spikes aren't hitting them, and you're like, okay. And you can see they're made out of rubber or something. Yeah, but yeah, it's... yeah, again, it's kind of it's, it, it, it's, it's weird, but, like, it, it is probably the best scene in the movie. It, it is. It's cool. So what happens is, in this round two of Flash versus Baron, yeah. Flash comes back and he beats the hell out of... He beats Baron's ass pretty much, and Baron is about to die. Baron's like holding on, literally holding on to one of these rubber spiky things, and he's his body's halfway off the freaking edge of the pendulum thing, and he's gonna die. And Vulcan's like, "Let him die!" Ah! <laughs> you know, and Flash, being the humane, good, you know, wholesome American white boy, goes and like gets 
Baron. He, he ties his whip to like one of the things, goes down, chases him, and Volk is like, no, let him die! And then suddenly it's all like, we're friends, we're going to be friends now, follow you forever, and we're going to fight against Ming. And meanwhile, yeah, and what's happened to the slut? In one, in one second, they all become like, you know, buddy, buddy, buddy. Vulcan, Baron, and, and Flash Gordon. One second, they become this huge... Huge like uh, best collaboration. Friends. Yeah. yeah, the best friends club. Oh, we're best friends. We're best friends. Yeah, I don't think so. No, no, no. So what happens is at this point, uh, the princess, the slut, was caught, and uh, as we said earlier, she gets tortured, and at one point she got caught because she left her boy toy with the Baron originally, went back home to try and not get caught, but no, she got caught. She got caught, and so they sent Clytus to catch them all, and the myth that Because Clytus, the thing is this, is they whooped her ass. They literally strapped her, which was kind of a sexy scene, I have to say. They strapped her to a, to a table and start whipping her. <laughs> not like little whipping, like cat of nine tails, blood. Yeah, blood, and then they had these things called boar worms, and it was so bad they didn't even show it, so yeah. Yeah, so she is pretty much in trouble and screwed. So they send the Skeletor Goldface guy to the Hawk people to go get Flash Gordon. And he pretty much says straight up, he's like, okay, Gordon's going to die, Arden's going back with us, Zarkov, you're going to be liquidated, and immediately he gets punked out. Yeah, pretty much like, they're like, okay, so you're going to die, you're going to die, because he thinks that everyone's still, like, scared of Ming the Merciless. So what does Flash Gordon do? He does a tackle right to him and pushes him onto the spikes, and then bubbly time. Yeah, it's pretty much like a scene from the Wicked Witch of Wicked Witch of the of, of Oz or the yeah, Wizard, Wizard of, Oz, of Oz, where like um uh, the Wicked Witch of the West gets like liquidated. It looks exactly like that, except you see the eyeballs pop out, like his little tongue is sticking out of his gold. And mask. You just see the body. And you just see like him, just like oh, I'm melting, I'm melting. And so immediately the. Uh, Prince Voltan's like, you know what? This isn't good. There's a guy who's murdered here. So smart yeah, thing who's is like the fucking right hand man of Bing was murdered in my kingdom. Oh shit! What the fuck's gonna happen now? Let's get the fuck out of here. And like, well, what about us? Well, you're fucked. You don't have wings. You're fucked. Yeah, he's pretty much like, fuck you, Gordon. Fuck you. Our little collaborations over. Peace. <laughs> so that's it. I'm surprised you didn't see a lowrider, <laughs> flying lowrider come out. Too. <laughs> hey man, look at the bird. Let's get the fuck out of here, dude. <laughs> So they fly out, and then you see immediately, as they're trying to get ready to go, they said, okay, we can fly to one of the other planets if we can catch the air wind, and we'll make a parachute, and this and that. And immediately you see <laughs> who rolls up, but Ming the Merciless and his really big freaking warship, and they're like, oh shit, he's gonna kill us all. And then Zarkov does the kind of gay, hee, hee, don't kill us, please, here's yeah, a white flag. Ming the, and Ming the Merciless is still trying to get laid by Dale. You know, oh, we, we we completely forgot that when he the whole scene when he found the concubine. Forgot that. Oh yeah, that's the thing. So so Ming the Merciless, he, he thinks he's gonna get busy finally. You know, he's giving her green liquid shit. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna get busy now. So he comes in his like you know Hugh Hefner robe. <laughs> I mean like it's it's this horrible golden red like everything else is, and it's got spikes everywhere and like. Shoulder and you think maybe he's gonna you're gonna see you're gonna see him yeah, naked. Yeah, you see him get naked or something. Like that? No, he has his everything covered up. He's got like a robe, a, a, a vest, a jacket. And everything. All he does is he takes his belt off. He's like, "Come here, baby." So the thing is that Dale disguised the other girl. So then he sees her. He's like, "What the fuck is this?" I'm surprised he wasn't like. I never seen a guy so pissed off at a half naked chick in his bed before. He was like, "This is." Oh, it was like seize them. I, I would have been like, 
<laughs> Give me ten minutes, then seize them. <laughs> Let me do what I want to do. Let me have my pleasure with this one, then I'll get the one I really want to have my pleasure with. Yes, but no, no, no. He's too picky. But no, not Ming the Merciless. No. Ming needs the very... Well, I don't think she's the best. I don't think. There's so many other girls. But anyway, so what happens is Ming shows up. He takes them back, and he's like... Because he still wants to beg them. Yeah, and he goes back and he takes everyone off of the ship who's left, which is Baron, Dale, and Zarkov. He leaves Flash on there and he shows up. That's not a smart thing for most guys to just kill everybody. But no, he actually shows up and he's like, you know what? You're a hero and I kind of respect it because I've never met someone like you. So I'll make you a deal. I'll stop the attack on Earth and I'll make you a ruler of a kingdom of, of Mongo. You make the Earthlings your bitches and then you will go to me and everything will be all good. Which isn't a bad plan. I actually would have taken the plan. Yeah, I mean, think about it. You're going to have, like... You're going to be, you know, the ruler of Earth. And then on top of it, you're going to save everybody. And, like, you know, it's cool. Then Flash says, what about Dale? He's like, we will... He's like, dude, I haven't got laid yet. That's my pussy. I don't give a shit. So he, he broke the whole deal off. Was going to give Flash all of Earth. You know? All of it. And, he, and Flash goes, what about Dale? Ming says... No deal. <laughs> he's like, I. She's now gonna after, be mine. Now, who knows? She may be a bad lay. <laughs> so after he after he fucks her, he may be like, whatever. But no, no, no. He wants Dale, so he's like, you know what? You're you're done, Flash. I'm gonna leave you here to die forever. And, and I will vaporize the planet. That's it. And so, as he's destroying the freaking floating city, Flash ends up finding a rocket cycle and he finds like he's like about to fall, and then he's about to fall. Which is pretty much a knockoff of Star Wars, because if you think about it, so yeah, so Luke falls, and Flash falls, and both of them find these magic holes that go somewhere. So, like, so Flash falls, and he finds what's called, like, a Hawkman rocket cycle. All the Hawk people have wings. They can all fly. Why the hell would they need a rocket cycle to fly when all of them can fly? I don't know. But anyway, he's on the Hawkman place, finds a rocket cycle, he flies away. Yeah, and he pretty much low jacks it. I mean, there's no security on the thing. It just kind of yeah, there's no no keys. No, who knows if there's gas in it? Who knows, who knows anything? That'd be fun. Nowhere. And, he, and like he never got taught how to ride a rocket cycle. I don't think. <laughs> no, no, but he, he just he magically goes on and just oh, in a rocket cycle. Ha! Ah, just flies away. I'm so surprised that when he he went to get it, you didn't hear. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, anything, anything. It just. That was so he ends up getting in contact with the Hawk people, and they say, Okay, you're still alive. We're going to fight them now. And meanwhile, Ming has decided, instead of, I'm not just going to use you a concubine, I'm going to marry you. Then you'll have to stay with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure, whatever. And so, what happens is a big assault with the Hawk people and Flash on one side, and Ming... Well, Ming's minions, and just Ming kind of doing whatever the hell, because he leaves it to... Well, anyway, like, no, what happens is this is that Ming had left, but there was a different warship hanging out by the Hawk People's place. So Flash shows himself to the warship to kind of lure them to where the Hawk People are. It's like a big ambush, right? Because Hawk People are hiding behind a big red cloud. <laughs> so the warship can't see the Hawk People. So anyway, Flash is like flying away in this little tiny like scooter pretty much from this big gigantic like 747 jet and somehow the scooter's out flying the 747 yeah, jet. Yeah, just like... <laughs> so like he hides behind the cloud, they try to vaporize the cloud, they can't vaporize the cloud, so when they come out, the hawk people die! 
That is the greatest line in the whole movie. Where the guy goes, DIE! You don't know if he's saying die or die. And he anyway, so they DIE! And they <laughs> and attack. They, and they attack. And then, like, these guys with no shirts with these golden rings coming down and, like, shooting holes and stuff. And the skull monkey guys are coming out and they're running out with their little, little skull monkey outfits trying to shoot back at the hawk people. I still and think like, it's funny. You got the one guy who goes up. The one skull monkey has the gun, and the Hawkman goes, "I'll get you with my sword." <laughs> yeah, and immediately I'm just thinking, he brought a sword to a gunfight. Are you yeah. fucking? Born? <laughs> but somehow they end up winning, which is pretty funny too. And they use the bombs, which are the school bell with the old school radio <laughs> they antenna. Have this mine. <laughs> it looks like a school bell with like a car antenna. That don't, but the old school ones, the ones that you like actually have to pull up and put them up <laughs> like that. That's like their big huge weapons and like you know Mongo. and then yeah. what happens is that they end up taking the ship and they're going to use it like a trojan horse back into the ship and as they're going immediately general kayla sees the ship come back with fire on it it's still damaged there's smoke coming from them they're like uh general kayla the ship is coming back it's on fire should we let it in and she's like no use all weapons it would be me who gets in trouble if anything but so she's like, but she's slick though she says like over the radio because the wedding's gonna happen like maybe a half she hour. She covers herself pretty good. Everyone's getting ready for this wedding. And like, instead of saying, oh shit, we're under attack, she's like, um, don't be alarmed. The weapons are going off because we're shooting them in celebration of Ming's marriage. Yeah, yeah so yeah, just, that's why. just ignore the ignore giant the thing. Ignore the giant 747 that's about to crash into our castle. <laughs> don't worry about that because it's gonna get vaporized. But. While Flash is flying with the Hawk people to come and destroy Ming the Merciless, Baron and Zarkov, how do they escape? I totally forgot. Or a, or, uh, oh, or the dirty slut. The dirty slut, pretty much. <laughs> she, she talks to Dale, and after Dale gets into a really crappy, it's not even a cat fight, it's a pillow fight. That oh, so I have to say, it was kind of hot, but kind of like pathetic, too. Like, it's like girl, you see the 13-year-old freaking yeah, party. Yeah, so it's like, imagine, so Dale supposedly is like in love with Flash. And then this is the girl who's trying to bang Flash and steal him and, like, trying to get them killed and everything. So she sees her. Just so you know, if it was my girlfriend, she would have beat the shit out of me. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, she would have. So, like, so she sees her, and she's like, oh, I'm going to get you. And they're, like, in this satin bed, like, with pillows, like, hitting each other with pillows. Oh! Oh, no! Why did you take Flash? Oh! And it's, like, it's pretty pathetic. It is. I would have liked to see some hair pulling, some clothes getting ripped off. Yeah, a little, little, little just, just a little bit, but no. They don't. What is this movie rated at? PG-13? Yep, PG-13. They didn't even curse. Yeah. I didn't hear one F-bomb. I didn't hear the word shit. Why is it PG-13? I don't know. Maybe because some people have a press. Nah, probably because this guy got stabbed with his chest. Well, the, the scorpion thing was Yeah. So what happens is she goes, and immediately... Hey, the guy get, did get stabbed with the blue blood. Yeah. Everyone's got different colored blood on this planet. Yeah, the monkey... One guy's got blue, one the, guy's got green, one the, guy's The got monkey guy, we don't even know what he is, because she drops her... She, "Quote unquote," drops her cloak and says, "Could you pick that up?" She pulls out two needles and stabs him in the back of the head. Oh, that's a dirty, that's a dirty whore too. What's her name? Aurora. Well, yeah. Aurora. Anyway, so she's got this outfit. She always has like a pinhead, like like crown on type thing. Anyway, but like from her outfit, she takes two pins out that are like you know look like knives. Just starts stabbing the guy who's supposed to take her to the wedding. To the wedding. And that's how she goes and breaks out. Oh, we did go back to our what we were talking yep. about. Goes and breaks out Baron and um, uh, Zarkov. But I'm still wondering, who the hell wrote Long Live Flash on the cell? Because they're both blindfolded and shackled. Oh, yeah. They're both 
and they're both in jail, and someone writes Long Live Flash. The guy's been there like one day. <laughs> Somehow, a graffiti artist got into the cell and wrote Long Live Flash in one day. So, that's yeah, pretty, yeah. Who knows? But they escape, and suddenly, uh, they change the code. Well, I change too. It's like, how the hell does that have a fucking context? Oh, I didn't, you know, I caught that, but I didn't really, like, think about it. And then, like, okay, so, they say change the code. You think of, like, a numeric keypad or, like, a fingerprint pad or something like that? No. The slut has a ring. And the ring is supposed to be used to open the door. So Everything's a ring in this. Yeah, Ming's got a ring, the girl's got a ring, everyone's got a, the The gold-faced guy's got a ring. Anyway, so, like, instead of, like, saying, okay, this is not going to work, no. He takes the ring and aims it in different directions, and then, like, the door opens. You can think, uh, we know it's the girl's ring, it's still not gonna work, but no, by him putting it in a different direction, oh, it opens! Magically! <laughs> like, maybe if I try my key that doesn't work now, again, it'll work now, because I tried it in a different way. I jiggled the handle twice! <laughs> so anyway, so he jiggles the handle twice. <laughs> yeah, he jiggles it and it opens up, and you see General Kayla, and they kill her, and she goes all smushy, Wizard of Oz, just like, just like Clytus did. She and dies then, like, like... Like, I'm melting, I'm melting. She's got black blood, yeah. And then the other guys, the, the minions, the control guys, who have these really weird, like, oh, 3D vigors. Cool like, these guys have, like, 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 like these these glasses on that have, like, like, like Simon buttons on yeah. almost. I expected boop, 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 boop. So he takes the guy's glasses off, because he's like, oh, grab one of those visors. So he grabs the guy's visor, and the guy's got, like, I don't know, like, cables, like, like, monster cables for eyeballs, and he goes, and then nowhere, the, all 12 of them just die, like, there's, like, six on each side, and all of them just, like, as if they got, like, robots just collapsed, but I thought they were people, but maybe they're not. Maybe well, who not. knows, who knows, so they end up turning off the lightning field, and they disrupt the wedding long enough for, well... This wedding is strange, by the way, because usually you hear, Dearly beloved, the gal, blah, 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 it's, Do you take this woman to be your lawful wedded wife to have and hold till death do you part, right? You think, okay, this is going to be a wedding like that. No, 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 this is Ming's wedding. So, so there's a screwed up priest, and the priest goes, Do you take this woman to use for all your pleasure? And Ming's like, yes, I do. And the, the funny thing is, the priest says something kind of priest-like. He goes, and do you swear not to banish her to an off planet? And Ming looks at her and goes, until you're done using her? He's like, yes. <laughs> so, so then Ming changes his mind from vaporizing her and goes, yes. I'll wait until I'm done using her to banish her to another planet. And then he goes, with this ring. And then you're like... Oh shit, where's the ring? You see, one guy gets the ring, and the other guy looks like he has a, a gun in his looks hand. Looks like he has his gun. He's actually holding up her hand. I've never seen someone hate someone so much that they had to have a, the, the security guy hold up her hand. Now, the other thing is, his Flash brings a whole new meeting to Wedding Crasher. Whole new meeting. Yes. What does he do? He crashes the big 747 right into the hall where they're getting married. Yes, and right into Ming's stomach. Yeah. Ironically... The edge of this 747 has, like, a huge spear-like tip, which goes right into the back of it. And meanwhile, everyone else is running away. Ah, ah, and Ming's like, what? I what? am Ming the Merciless. And he gets stabbed. And then, you see, as he's stabbed, he's pulling himself off, which he, he even makes it look like it hurts. Because Max Brown said I did a really good job in this movie, I think. We did forget about the whole part of it going, Flash! Ah, the whole time while he's coming into the 747. For like five minutes of him trying to flash. Ah, 
Oh, and you know that like the Earth is like dying, like like it's got three minutes left to the Earth's coming, and he's like getting attacked by like the the lightning field, and he's like flying, and Ming's like gonna get married, and like oh Flash, oh, it's just like you know big crescendo. And you should have expected the ship to freaking explode by the time it hit there because they're shooting it. You're thinking something's gonna blow up, but nope. Zarkov and Baron came right on time, shut it off. No, I think it's just because whatever Flash, whatever vehicle he's in, like in Grand Theft Auto, you get like a freaking unlimited armor bonus yeah, to it. Yeah, like, like an invincibility shield or something, but yeah. Yeah, so he crashes into him, and then he pulls out a sword, and in all the posters they have him with the sword, you think, okay, Ming has a sword, he has a sword, they're gonna get into a fight. And also in the comics, they always would have cool sword battles, and you think, yeah, so this would be a cool, you know... Cool chance for them to really battle it out, but... No. No. Ming immediately pulls out his ring, points it at him, and Flash pulls out his sword and he says, It's over, Ming, you've lost. And Ming, trying to be tough, holds the ring out and goes, No, I've got a red ring, don't touch me, dear. It's <laughs> like, what is, what does he have, the Swartz with him? Yeah, he's got the Swartz, but no, so like, so Ming is like, there, dying, and Flash is looking like he's gonna chop his head off, but again, being Flash, being, you know, America's hero, like the ultimate, you know, savior and this and that, you know, he saved every one of us. He um, uh, just yeah. stands there and lets Ming kind of, like, die. And Ming's like, you know what, you're, you're not going to kill me. Instead of you, I'm going to punk myself out. And he points the ring at himself, and he gets sucked up into the ring and gets vaporized. Gets sucked up into the ring. And then everyone shows up, and then you see the glowing, bally thing show up. All hail Flash Gordon. And suddenly everything's all happy. and Everyone's happy. Baron becomes the king of Mongo. Um, Mary's he becomes the um, uh, what is it? The, the general of the armies. The general of the armies, and, and then uh, for... Kayla's gonna marry Baron. Even though I wouldn't want to use a piece of meat like that, but you know what are you gonna do? And um, and uh, then what happens is that of course you have uh, they they ask him, "Well, are you gonna stay? You can't get back." And for no reason, no fucking reason at all, you just have Dale say, "I'm a New York City girl." It's too boring around here. And it's like, when the fuck did that come into... When did we know she was from fucking New York? Yeah, but they don't even show them how they get home. I don't think... No, I don't think they ever get home. Oh, I think really? they're stuck there forever. Stuck on Mongo. But yes, but and then the end, you see... It's a... It's just the hawk people in the sky, right? Thanks. Yeah. Flash. Like, like, it is pretty funny. What else... We forgot. There was something else that was written. Like, oh, during the... This is going back a little bit. But during the wedding ceremony, the... Ming the Merciless has a plane with like a banner behind it. It is a plane. Saying, it's not like a spaceship. It's actually like one of those. Uh, it looks like a Cessna, like a small ass little plane yeah. flying by his wedding. And it says, like, all will enjoy my wedding. And then, like, there's another plane that comes after it with. What is it? Under say? pain of death. <laughs> Under pain of death. So it's like, you will be married or you will die. <laughs> so it's like, what the hell? It's like, I don't want to live in this country. I'll freaking yeah, escape somehow. It, it, it is pretty, like, you know. Yeah. So then at the ending, instead of putting a stinger at the end of the credits, they say, we're just going to put the stinger right at the end of the movie before the credits. Yeah. And it's, you see the ring, you see a gloved hand pick it up and says, the end. Yeah. Question mark. And then you hear the music. Yes. The, the, the infamous theme, the hero. Which is a pretty cool theme, and I'm probably playing in the background right now. <laughs> the, the movie, overall, Flash is this movie which, when you remember it, it was an awesome movie, and you watch it, it wasn't that great or that that bad. It was, well, I mean, there's some really cool things. I mean, a lot of people don't like the music. I like the music. I like Queens doing the soundtrack. I thought it was kind of original because it was one of the first films to do that, where he had a rock band do the entire score, an entire soundtrack. But... You know, there was, it did get annoying at times, especially with the Flash! Ah! I, I have to say that, like, 
growing up, when this movie first came out, even though it was kind of a flop, it was one of those movies, just like just like Zan said, like a cult classic. Like if you saw Flash Gordon, you thought it was a fucking cool movie. Like Flash Gordon isn't cool, movie. everything's good. You know, it's one of those movies that if you see it on TV, you kind of like will sit there and watch a little bit of it until it goes to commercial. And when it goes to commercial, you're kind of like, all right, that's enough. No more Flash Gordon. But like you'll watch it, you'll you'll you'll, you'll put it on. The thing is this, now, going back and seeing what they've done in 2010 and watching it, it's kind of like a little pathetic. Yeah. It is, but... Yeah. I mean, it, it's still a cult classic. You still yeah. still would say that, like, there was parts, even then, that made it seem pretty cool the way the story was put together. You know, some of the some of the acting was good, some of the acting, like, by Flash Gordon was, was terrible. Yeah, like, I think terrible. the best person was Brian Blist. He did the best job in the movie, then Max fans it out. Yeah, Max Ming the Merciless, you've never Even though, like that. we said, he's been typecast and does the same exact... Like, if you see Ming the Merciless, if you see um, Merlin the Wizard, if you see, you know, any of those scenes, it's the same exact character, same exact guy, you know? Yeah, it's exact. It's him exactly. Like, when he played in Needful Things, when he was the devil, it's it's yeah, exact same. It's the same exact that, character. That he just stands there with his full man, true mustache, and his bald tangles, I'm a badass dude. Yeah, and, and he and he has a right to be a fucking badass guy. Yeah, exactly. Just, the the mustache does. Yeah, mustache he, he doesn't. You know, he doesn't just kind of. Uh, the costume design was pretty cool, though. Uh, it was really trippy, especially because the fact it was made in Italian, and the fact that the director and the producer did not speak the same language. So they had a fucking interpreter. Yeah. And all, I, all I know is that like whoever put the brown leather boy shorts in when, when Flash is getting murdered, like. You, Little level of gayness in this movie, I'd say. Little homosexual yeah. undertone there. It was pretty. If they remade this now, they could do good if they don't have like the Sci Fi Channel do it like they did with the TV show, which sucked royally. I mean, I could see like um, Jake Gyllenhaal being Flash. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, of course, he can't be a polo player or a triathlon leader in this movie. He was a, a, a football player. I'd say like give him something like a wrestler or something. Yeah. yeah. Make him like a wrestler or a. Boxer, something, yeah. something good, and then you know you could get someone to be Ming, and you just use a CG to his potential. It would be awesome. You have to have Ming as fucking Ming the Merciless, not Ming. I'm a nice guy. Yeah, it wouldn't, it wouldn't go down. It wouldn't go down, and so, of course, in every episode we do have to give the movie a rating. Everyone has different ratings. And th we have a five-point rating system. Our lowest is always being, of course, you protest outside your local red box. <laughs> so no one rents or sees this reprehensible piece of shit. That means the movie is completely and utterly worthless. It's You should burn it. You should piss on it. You should sacrifice it to Cthulhu or, or whoever you... Whatever demon you like. And that means it's pretty bad. Next one we have is the... It's worth having on the background when you surf for porn. It's... Eh, there's one thing that's good about it. And then it's okay. Then you have our okay. It's not great, not bad. Which is it's worth seeing on TV or in the theaters once. You know? And then our fourth rating, which means it's almost a really good movie. It's like there's like one thing that ruins the awesomeness of this film. Would be to ask your friends for this is a gift. And if you receive multiple copies, you keep the best and you trade the rest in for the service or good of your choice. Don't worry, we don't judge. And then last is our top rating, which I don't think this movie's going to get, which is really, really, really fucking cool. If you don't watch this now, your brain will freeze and your soul will be forfeit to this 20th layer of hell where you'll be forced to watch episode one on repeat forever with Jar Jar Binks in the background saying, Miss, I love you! Miss, I love you! Miss, I love you! Forever. So, 
Zora, what would you give this? I would say that it's right down the middle. I think that you should go see this movie at least once, either on DVD or, like I said, in the in the movie theater, DVD, whatever. I mean, it's never going to be in the movie theater again, but, I mean, if you were to go and rent this movie, or if you see it, like, in your local Walmart for, like, a dollar, it's worth a dollar. I'd say that. You know? Yeah. I'd... It's it's it, it, it's watchable, so... Yeah, I'd have yeah, to give it the right worth watching the once on TV, DVD, or in theaters. Because you can see this, if you go to a con, you can probably see this at some of the sci-fi cons they'll play it, like, for its anniversary and stuff. And it's not a bad movie, it's just that there's so many bad things about it. I mean, you know, I mean, the story itself isn't, the shell isn't bad, but they could have done so much more to make it better. And also, Sam J. Jones, do not worry, Dale. It is a dream. It is nothing to worry about. Or, damn you, Ming. Yeah, like, just, the acting is bad. Some of the, the special effects are horrible. Like, but some are the, cool. Um, uh, for, for the most part, but yeah, it's, it, like I said... It's a cult classic. It'll go down in history as a cult classic. It was worth watching once. It was worth watching probably probably a second time even, you know? But it's not something that I that I'd put in my top hundred. <laughs> Did even. it hold up to its memory in the past? Like I said again, being that like now and looking at it then I'd say it kinda went down a little bit. Yeah. I, I, I agree and I it, it could have been so much better than what I remember as of how I remembered it, because I had this glorious vision of, you know, in the ship, dive! Because there's so many memorable parts about the movie, and that's the thing, is that, like, just, like, when you have a memory about something, and you haven't seen it for a while, you kind of put it on a pedestal, like, yeah, this is a cool show. And then you watch it again, like, I'd feel bad if I told someone, yeah, let's watch Flash Gordon. I, like, halfway through it, I'd probably shut it off. This would be a good movie to watch if you're drunk, though. If you drink, make a drinking game with it. If you, if you make a drinking game of it, yeah, it'd be pretty cool. It'd be like one of those movies you show to your friends if you want to get drunk or you want to eat pizza or you just have nothing else to watch. I'll like. tell you what, every time you hear that song, Whoa, that, 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 that sound that goes, Whoa, like, whenever he, like, moves his ring or something like that, if you had a drink, you'd probably get pretty fucked up. Yeah. I think you'd probably have <laughs> alcohol poisoning. we just like... <laughs> Hey man, I can't feel my. <laughs> or every time you hear dun 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 dun, every single five seconds, I felt like I heard the queen nah, the, keyboard. No, nah, but the middle of it, there was none. It was just that other, that other suite, the like tree man music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, but the beginning, you're gonna be like, you hear that every five seconds. Exactly, you're gonna be wasted by halfway to the movie. You're gonna need that little break to get you to the end. Yeah, but it's not bad. And so, like again, starting. I would say right down the middle, it's okay. Yeah, it's it's okay. It's worth watching once, and I agree with you completely. And um, and yeah. So and of course, what episode would be complete without that part we've all been waiting for? And you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about that one, that only, the dodecahedron of movies. For those who don't know, a dodecahedron is a twelve-sided dice. Now, what we've done, well, it's a twelve-sided shape. And what we've done is we've assigned nine movies to the dice. And you're probably wondering, wait, there's 12, right? So what happens is, the, with the three extra sides, we have three different things. One is a roll again, which kind of sucks, but it works, you know, if we get it. The second one is the host choice, which would be me. The second one would be the co-host choice. Now, of course, the co-host would be you, Mr. Zoro. And so we can roll the dodecahedron of movies, and we can see what it's going to be. Okay. All right, so... Alright, come on, lucky number seven. Come on, lucky number seven. Whatever. Alright, 
what I get? Number 11, which is the roll again. Roll again. This is bullshit. I think these dodecahedrons rigged. <laughs> well, it probably is. My good dodecahedron come was on, stolen. Come on, look at them. Come on. Daddy needs a new pair of shoes. Number 12, which would be actually your choice. So. I think I want you. So, here is the list for the movies for, that we have. Yes, as opposed to printing it out directly, I just write it on a piece of paper, and then when I run it out, I know it's very wasteful of paper, isn't it? I should just print it out on the, the computer. Oh, the poor trees. Oh, well, whatever. So, what are we going to be reviewing? What have you chosen? Another cult classic, Monster Squad. Wolfman's got nards! Wolfman's got nards! Okay, cool. So I guess the next episode we're going to be reviewing Wolfman's Got Nards. Pretty cool movie, I think. And I guess that's it for this episode. I mean, should I plug the website again? Or I have one more thing to say to your awesome fans here at Spirit Con Review. Dave! Oh, man. All right, so that's it for this episode of the Spearkin Manga Review, where you can check us out at www.spearkin.com, and you can find us at some of our interesting conventions, including the New York Comic Con, where I believe both of us will be showing up, or maybe one of us will be showing up. We'll try for both of us. We'll see what happens. We'll, we'll see what happens if you could find us with our shirts on, because I do have some of the shirts. And you send us an email at sparkin at gmail.com, we might send you some stuff. And yes, I know, I have to give out a shout-out to Hanny and... Ruby, and yes, I know your stuff is still in the mail. It's $70 to freaking send it to England. Give me a break. It's a freaking huge package. Give me a break. So, this is your co-host, Zorro. And my favorite quote in the movie is going to be this. Are your men on the right pills? Maybe you should execute that trainer. Quote in the 1980s about steroids, priceless. Yes, and especially with that painted-on smile they had, like the you knew they were on the roids. Yeah, yeah. Pick some roid rage, and of course, this is your Hosan saying thanks for listening. And my favorite quote from Flash oh. was, "Oh well, who wants to live forever?" <laughs> That's it for this episode, and we are Gonsville. See you next time. Just a man with a man
needs courage, he knows nothing but a man he could never Fucking holy grail, a fucking flash. Flash! Ah! He's a miracle. Pathetic earthlings, hurling your bodies out into the void without the slightest inkling of who or what is out here. If you had known anything about the true nature of the universe, anything at all, you would have hidden from it in terror. 